Hey, it's Chris Jarvis. And Kaylee Metcalf. And thank you for, for listening, listening to It's a, a Queer Thing. thing. studio oh wait i don't have my where are they here they are i haven't got you can't have the show unless we've got the glasses on all right we're ready to go perfect well thank you for coming back to kfcf 88.1 it's a queer thing on the third friday of every month just a reminder this radio station and all of its programs are listener supported so if you'd like to make a monthly pledge you can do so at www.kfcf.org just click the big donate button every little bit helps and we really appreciate your support Okay, so let's get going. Today we have a special guest with us, Will Johnson, who is the legislative officer of the Kennedy Club of the San Joaquin Valley. Welcome, Will. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I've grown up here in Fresno and uh, have uh, been with the Kennedy Club now for about seven years, and uh, it's a discussion group that talks about different political issues that are facing the Fresno and California, and uh, that are with the, with the Democratic Party. And I know we had a, a party at a party at Kalia's house <laughs> a while back, uh, two or three years ago. I or? love the air quotes. It was a it was a proposition discussion. A proposition group. discussion. Yes. Okay. It was pre-COVID, and we had a bunch of people show up to talk about. The prop- we're doing it again this year too, okay. um, but not for a couple weeks. Anyways, yeah, and Will was and uh, Will was very helpful with very that. helpful in helping us figure out and parse these propositions because, as you know, you've been listening to the radio, you've been watching TV, you've probably been on social media, and the ads for the uh, propositions are crazy scary. They're and deceptive, I think, yeah, yeah because well, it depends on who's behind them for sure. So that's what we're going to talk about today, at least. Uh, Right now, we're going to start, and we're going to do the first bunch is Prop 26, 27, 28, 29, and then later in the show, we're going to hit up the other three and then maybe even touch on some measures. So, well, you are the legislative officer for the Kennedy Club. That means... That means usually monthly I give a very short presentation to discuss uh, different laws that are up for vote uh, that affect California or affect the nation. And usually every October I will give a report on the propositions that are on the ballot. And so I've, you know, put... I do this every year, so that's why I was I was kind of prepared when you had your party last year. And See, so, he called it a party, Kaylee. <laughs> there were no balloons. We, we set the bar very low that's when it comes true. to parties. It was a gathering, not even a hootenanny, y'all. Okay. We just stopped by. <laughs> exactly. Talk politics, as you do. Well, okay, so speaking of politics, let's talk about Proposition 26, which I'm going to just read the little thing, what it is, and then we can talk about what we think about it. So, Proposition 26 legalizes sports gambling at native gaming casinos and licensed racetracks. This is the one that's like, there's like different tribal leaders that come on and they say, this hurts native people. And then tribal leaders come on and say, this does not hurt native people. And it's very hard to parse. So, Will, what do you got for us? The part of it that they don't talk about as much that's also in there is that it will allow roulette and dice games 
at casinos, huh. at the na- native casinos. And so that's another aspect of this bill. Uh, but it also would allow sports betting at the four racetracks that California currently has. So you could actually go to the racetracks and bet on a football game, for example. And so, yeah, they're trying to encourage people to uh, vote in person for sports sporting events rather than... Because right now it's not currently legal in California to, to bet on sporting events. And who's behind this one? This one's definitely... Uh, the money has definitely come from the the biggest groups of native uh, casinos. So you know, the, right now the the big money has been coming from the Pachanga Band of Luisena Indians, Yocha de Winton Nation, Agua Caliente Band of Cal- I'm butchering these names, and I really do apologize. Cayulia Indians. So it's it's the big Native American casinos, uh, and uh, they, they've been putting a lot of money in, into this, uh, getting this passed. Uh, currently, I know that the Democrats have a neutral position on it. Uh, the League of Women Voters didn't have no position on it, and uh, it's opposed by the GOP. So well, no position from the League of Women Voters. Uh, right, neutral or neutral position. It's not a neutral. It's actually they're just. It's okay. not an okay. issue that they consider important as far as the you know. So it's, it's, it's they've they've got no position on it okay. one way or another. Interesting. Okay. So, and I, I we're, you're going to talk about the next one, but I mean, the, the, I think the confusion between these two is which one benefits the tribes, which one doesn't, which one's well, kind of a money grab, which th- one this, isn't. This one would definitely, uh, this one would definitely benefit all of the existing cas- casinos, all the existing tribes with casinos, which is not all tribes in California. Right, because right. the other argument is it's the which one of these is supposed to support the tribes that were not able to get casinos, and that's, right? That would be Prop 27. Okay. He's going to give some What's money 27, back to Now, 27 legalizes mobile sports betting. This is the one that's like, every cell phone will be a gambling device, and gambling leads to uh, heroin use and homelessness and the fall of democracy. So <laughs> we need to make sure... And, okay, I, I know, I know. well, you are very uh, educated, and you're going to tell us, but I have to tell you, my gut reaction when there's this woman who's trying to prey on my, as a mother, I don't want this because, I, you know, my kid could just get on their phone and I'm thinking, you know what? I understand that gambling is an addiction, but you know what else is also an addiction? Porn. And you know what? Can you get on every phone? True. Porn. And it's True. free. You don't even have to download an app. Pornhub.com. It's right there in the Safari. Which apps so, do you use for that, Kalia? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's accessible. So if no, your you're argument right. you're right. is kids will do this, I'm sorry, where's the oversight? Parents right. need to be responsible for what their kids are doing on their phones. They're your kids, you're responsible, period. Grumble, grumble. I'm sorry, but go ahead, Will. Tell us the nuanced. <laughs> so so this one is, of course, backed by the big companies that would benefit from it. FanDuel, BetMGM, Bally's, DraftKings, the different companies that are already doing online gambling. There's already 20 states that do allow this, and that's the aspect of it that's kind of interesting to me because, uh, you know, with underage gambling, if they win, they're going to get carded and they're going to be disqualified from from right. collecting any money. Right, you have to have and a credit card, right? The thing is is that if folks use a VPN, they can spoof that they're not in California, that they're in Nevada placing this bet, and so they can already bet online. And they probably they are already a, doing that, I'm right? sure they are. You know, in terms of, you know, you got to think about the average person who's betting on the football game. 
maybe they're not going to want to drive 30 minutes up the mountain to place that bet. And right. so, you know, using a VPN to just spoof that they're in Nevada to place a bet, you know, is is already pretty easy to do. You know, and I think we have this, it's, Kaylee is right. We have this mindset in this country where some things are okay and some things aren't. There's already gambling everywhere. We have casinos around us. I mean, you can go and gamble. Lottery is gambling. Um, and there was a whole big discussion when the lottery first came out. This is gambling. We don't want to get people addicted. And there's still a conversation about that. So um, I, I don't see a problem with being able to do it on your phone like you said 20 other states already do it. I would like to maybe play poker on my phone once in a while. But And, and so th- this one is opposed by the Democratic Party. Uh, the League of Women Voters, again, has no position, and it's uh, uh, opposed by the GOP. What does the Democratic Party say about their opposition to it? Do they say yeah, why? It's interesting that it's opposed by both the Democrats and well, the GOP. I think the worry is that... Uh, the fear is that you're maybe taking money away from native tribes that already have casinos. It's it's right. it's it's a difficult situation. You know, it's uh, the the native tribes deserve any money they can get, as far yeah. as I'm oh, concerned. Sure. You yes. know, so I, you know, the last thing I want to do is take money away from them. At the same time, it always bothers me knowing that people are getting on the free bus so that they can spend their social security check at the you know at the slot machines. And I, I don't know that betting on a football game is going to be as hard on them, you know, so the Prop 26, Prop 27, I mean, the folks who are really broke and are spending their money on slot machines, they're probably not gambling on the football game. You're you're probably dealing with people who are more financially secure and and a little more tech savvy. And so that's why in my mind, if if we don't legalize it, people are going to still figure out ways around it with VPNs and things like that. So this one is detrimental to the to the tribes or that already have casinos because people may do this instead of go to the casinos. Right. The, is 26 beneficial to the tribes that don't have casinos? That's it, what no. it doesn't help what, them at all. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't it just leaves them out. So Th- this one does funnel money back to tribes that do not have casinos. This one is the one that yeah. does yes, that. Okay. It does. It's not a huge percentage of it. Far more of that money is going to homeless uh, work the money money that being placed for help to help with homelessness. Right. Uh, it's unclear how the impact that'll have or how much that'll help different communities. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I know how I'm voting. Yours. <clears throat> um, Proposition 28 requires funding for K-12 through art and music education. It sounds like a no-brainer, but why are people um, upset about this? It is endorsed by the Democratic Party. It's neutral from the GOP because the GOP couldn't possibly say... Yay for art and music. I don't know. Like, what's the problem with this one? Why are people against this? Uh, The League of Women Voters are also neutral on this, as opposed to the no position. They have certain issues they don't make decisions on. This is one that they do. Uh, And and the main reason the League of Women Voters is against this is that what it's doing is it's locking in a certain percentage of the budget that must be spent on arts and music. And the League of Women Voters is all for money being spent on arts and music. Their worry is, is this the proper way to budget, you know, to actually have budgeting done? Should the public be telling them you must spend this percentage or should we allow our legislatures to make the budget based on what they decide? I mean, the one big advantage it does have is that it does mean that there's a guaranteed source of income for those educators. And so it makes it easier for school districts to actually hire people and know that that money's guaranteed month, year to year. And so... 
I am all for taking it out of the hands of the legislature in terms of that and making it a line item in the budget that's harder to change. But the big, yeah. the big worry is always that whenever there's budget cuts, the very first thing that gets cut is music and art. Well, that's going to be the case no matter what. Well, but right, this, right. Would, this would prevent that because you're yeah. locking in a certain percentage so, has to be spent on it. And the GOP is against this because it, it's you're tying the hands of the legislators. The same thing with the League of Women Voters. They, they like I say, they're they're all for. So they would like to give more money to arts and arts and music, but they would want the legislators to be able to say where that goes and how it's distributed and, how it's and all distributed. that. Set the budgets how they want year to year. It's a it's a it's a thi- it's a thin line to, to slice. Right, right. So it's it's tough. Okay, what's the next one, Katie? Okay, Proposition 29, enact staffing and other requirements for chronic dialysis clinics. This is the one where the ads are like, vote no or I'll die. Yeah, and I've been, this is not the first time it's been around, and right, I've always been time? confused. This is slightly different than past ones. Okay, yeah. okay what is this? Uh, so this one would basically... Um, so dialysis is already an interesting subject because it, the federal government does provide Medicare money for dialysis. It's one of the few things that actually is uh, funded by the government. Uh, and so there are a couple... Few, there's two major corporations that are... Doing this for profit, uh, they um, 75% of the dialysis clinics in California are run by those two companies. And so what this would require is to actually require someone on site at all times while dialysis is being administered, who is either a doctor or a trained nurse that has been certified in this, as well as providing information regarding infection rates and things like that to the California department that does oversight on these. And so it is, there are places... You know what that reminds me of is when they were saying across the country that abortion clinics needed to have, you know, certain things in place, which ended up could end up closing abortion clinics. Of course, that's a whole different argument now. But well, I mean, it, it is you know those are they're for-profit companies that are running these, and so you have situations where remote locations like Blythe that may have two two dialysis clinics may find that it's not cost-effective to have both open. When you know, same thing with Eureka, California has some really remote areas, and right. so dialysis clinics servicing the people that live in those areas may not be as profitable as others, and so there it is. Is true, and we're also facing a doctor and nursing shortage. This was this basically has been put on the ballot by the Service Employees International Union, United Healthcare Workers. So it's the nursing uh, union that's that sponsored this one. And so, you know, I I, I do agree that you want to have good medical care, and you want somebody that understands what to happen in, in a pr- crisis or problem. But but it, it could cause them not to be able to get those doctors there which means they wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't be allowed to continue being a dialysis clinic which means those people would have to go somewhere else and as as more and more boomer so the, uh, as more and more boomer nurses retire we, right. we you know we, we're running into shortages already or just get fed up and walk away i mean so the argument is you know do you give the people uh, seeking the dialysis treatment more uh, medical assistance or do you not risk having the clinic close and have them have nowhere to go. I don't well, know what the answer it's, is. It's on like this one. a little bit of treatment which has a higher risk versus right. no potentially no treatment right. because they don't want to take on the risk. What, so right. the the reporting aspect of this I think is almost more important. It's the fact that the the California department that does the certifications is not necessarily getting all the information that they could use to make those determinations. And so that part of the bill isn't talked about as much, but I I think that's probably pretty important at the regulatory agency getting as much information as possible with regard to safety standards. Okay. 
Did we cover who's for and against this? As far uh, as- so the Democrats are for this. Uh, the League of Women Voters has taken a neutral position, and it's opposed by the GOP. And, and, the, and the League of Women Voters' neutral position, again, has to do with the fact that there are pros and cons. Right, and, right. You know, I think that's why this one's so difficult, because this is the one that really I struggle with, and I did the last time, because it involves people's lives, really. And, right. and, and I, I, Of course, I feel like we never get enough information about these props because a lot of us you know we see the tv ads and they're always skewed one way or the other very slanted yeah yep and we are talking today about the propositions with um our good friend here will johnson from the kennedy club and real fast before we start on the next proposition i just want to remind you that if you're not sure if you're registered to vote or if you haven't gotten your ballot yet or you're not sure where to put that ballot once you've filled it out you can go to sos.ca.gov and you can put your address in and they will tell you what you need to do so make sure you check out that website so we're going to jump back into the propositions and we're going to go to proposition 30 right now which is the tax Tax the millionaires for subsidizing electric vehicles and wildfire fighting. This is one of those where uh, the person who put it, or the group, the entity that came up with this, maybe we think, oh, they must have ulterior motives, but the bill itself seems like a good idea. So, Will, why don't you tell us some more about it? Yeah, so that's one of the weird things about the way our proposition system works. Uh, A corporation can spend, you know... 12 to 20 million dollars to actually get a proposition on the books. It's not hard to pay for vote, to pay for people to to sign up. And so over the years we've seen a lot of private companies put laws on the books. Well, this one is uh, on the books by Lyft. Uh, they sponsored this bill and it really has to do with the fact that in in um, 2018 we passed a law called SB 1014 that requires rideshare companies to achieve zero greenhouse emission levels and ensure that 90% of their vehicles miles are fully electric. Lyft realizes that it employs California residents and so anything that can help California residents switch to zero emission vehicles will help them with hiring people in order to meet these requirements. And so uh, this particular bill is, you know, really designed to help Californians switch over to electric power, which is a big deal. And a good thing. Yeah, and a good thing. (laughs) I live in an apartment complex and, you know, it's not as easy running a power cord to a vehicle, you know, in terms of getting getting power. You know, it's when you live in your own home. Yes, I can put the adapter in my garage, Mm -hmm. but it's not the same thing when you're, you know, and so being able to provide opportunities for people to charge zero emission vehicles. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, we I, just bought a hybrid recently and we were back and forth between electric and hybrid. And the main reason we didn't go with full electric is because I don't see enough places to charge the car. Yeah, I have a mother mom friend of mine from my daughter's school. She charges at Fig Garden Village. So she drops her kids off and then she charges it. And we walk around the parking lot to get our steps in for the half hour while she's charging her car. And I think she does it about once a week or so but yeah i mean you have to find a place and not all places are equal that's the other thing and then if there's only three spots and they're taken you're just sol so and and, and there is some money that's also being spent uh for helping wildfires uh you know in terms of training people and for suppression that's also part of the bill um but the most of this has to do with the fact that it's trying to help people 
adapt to switching to electric vehicles so that Lyft will be able to meet their quotas <laughs> right. and, and they're not going to be able to meet them if California residents aren't converted over. So, right. I mean, the cynical version of me is like, and the GOP is against this because they're in bed with big oil and blah, 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 blah. Is that accurate, Will, or uh, am well, I just they cynical? Are, they, are, they do oppose this uh, because it, it is a tax on the wealthy. It, it, it affects Aww. anybody who earns over $2 million a year. Uh, and so this... <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah, they 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 are opposed to this. Uh, the League of Women Voters is neutral, and the Democratic Party has endorsed it. Yeah. Okay. So did we skip by one? Did we you? did. I'm going to come back. Okay, to Okay. All right. I'm you, sorry. I stepped out of the room for a second. Yes, you I, did. Okay. Um, okay. So 31, Prop 31 upholds the ban on flavored tobacco sales, and yes, let's not make tobacco yeah, who's, yummy. Yeah. Who's opposed to this? I'm curious. <laughs> Opposed uh, by the GOP. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> well, um, I mean, the, the companies that sponsored it would be the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company and Philip Morris. They've put in around $20 million, uh, to get this on the books uh, because we actually, California passed a law, SB 793, passed in 2020 that would make the sale of these products illegal. And so those two corporations basically spent about 20 million that's about how much it costs to get enough people to sign the ballot to get it on the the ballot and so this is a hail mary attempt to maybe counter that law that got passed and so they're trying to make it so that so they're against this uh they want a no vote they want a a no no vote vote, but they it would not because they're selling these products they're selling these products and so they yes they but they got this proposition brought forward because they'd already lost this in the law had passed and so rather than you know the same thing happened a few years back with um uh, bail that that right. we weren't going to have t- bail, but the bail bondsman got a proposition put on the bill and uh, on the ballot, and we voted to keep bail because so, it's very easy to get props on the ballot yeah. in California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just to be clear, because this is sometimes where things get confusing, a yes vote upholds a ban. Correct. So if you are against flavored candy flavored tobacco products. You vote yes. You're not voting yes for candy flavored tobacco products. You're voting Good yes to point. uphold. So that's. And I, does this involve vaping as well? Yeah, be any type of tobacco product. So vaping, it, the one that's the, it also the hookah bars that have oh, flavored hookah yeah. tobacco products. Oh wow, I didn't think uh, of that. Yeah, so there's it's it, it has a pretty wide impact, and the big one's menthol. You know, menth- mentholated cigarettes have been very popular, and so you know the, that that's the big one that a lot of people see as well. And the reason for outlawing that was because it was it was looked upon that we were targeting uh, children. Ethnic commu- no, menthols was targeting oh, the black sorry. community pretty yeah, much. Yeah, the 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 ones that taste like Starburst and stuff is targeting. Kids. Right, right. But, yeah. but if you really want to go after that, you have to go up to the vaping. That's yes. that's tough. I mean, it's it's. I'm a former smoker. I'm really opposed to anything that helps the tobacco companies get rich. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so yeah. It's, but what's going to happen with the candy flavored uh, marijuana stuff that's out there now? There because they're. That's I mean, not tobacco. No, I know, but it's if this. If they if they're going to ban the tobacco, they're going to go after that next. Which I don't have a position on. I'm just saying, you know, any if you if any if it's candy tasting or candy looking is the require is the the basis for this in a way, then they're going to go after that. They next. just they just had a six year old die. THC lace gummies. Right, so, I think that is dangerous to children. Um, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't. I know. would hope that children can't purchase. No, and when you go into the dispensaries, they it's very streamlined yep. now. You got to right. turn in your ID. You got to, right. but that doesn't keep things safe in the home. In the home, like, but yeah. that's you know, a parental my child is old enough that I can say these are you know these are this and that. Don't, with, don't and with do that, that case <laughs> that I brought up, they're prosecuting the mother for yeah. for, for, for allowing. That well, and they should. Sense. Yeah. 
for sure. What a tragedy. Okay, speaking of uh, parents, <laughs> kind of. Women. Women, children. <laughs> oh, or all not. of those. <laughs> all of those things. Let's talk about Prop 1. We saved the best for last. Prop 1 is abortion rights. So, yeah. Will. So this is a constitutional mm-hmm. amendment. Uh, anytime they want to amend the Constitution, it goes to a vote of the people. And so this was a joint effort by Gavin Newsom. Uh, and uh, the, both the Senate president as well as the Assembly Speaker, so Tony Atkins and Anthony Rendon, uh, it passed the Senate 29 to 8 and the Assembly 58 to 17 in order to get it passed in a law. And so then we as the population need to vote on it to actually amend our Constitution. So Kansas had a Constitution that protected abortion, and they had a vote not too long ago to allow their legislators to overturn those protections and so that abortion could be made illegal. California, on the other hand, did not have that constitution protect, constitutional protection in there. And so this would allow us to modify the Constitution to uh, protect the rights to obtain abortion as well as birth control. So this is a lot about state rights versus federal rights because what this is going to do is keep, if, if California passes this or any other state, the federal laws on abortion, which we all know are horrifying right now are not going to affect us uh they might override it still it just it may they would make it harder in the future for california legislators to possibly make it illegal okay that's really what we're trying they're trying to do right now is to really firm up the laws and make it make add more protections to prevent you know well because, because the, the, the overturning of roe basically said the states but correct. now there's but, a whole movement to take it away from the states again so. correct right and you know legislators can be changed and there's gerrymandering right. is an issue and stuff so making it uh, an actual constitution amendment this, this is what, what we were talking before this is what pisses me off about democrats is that they play defense so often instead of offense a lot of our these states should have started writing this stuff even i mean i'll say many years ago but let's say when you know who was in office and we saw this abortion thing possibly coming they should have been doing this stuff back then lindsey graham's been laying this groundwork for years you know over 20 years ago he got a law passed the federal government that that basically allowed uh if a pregnant woman is murdered uh that it could be a second count for the unborn child right it's the first time any type of federal law protected the unborn because our federal government and constitution does not have any protections for the unborn and so that doing that he he's inserting some type of you know there there now is some kind of precedent for protecting the unborn yeah so he's been doing this this is he's been laying this groundwork for a long time where was the lawsuit where the woman said she wanted to drive in the in (laughs) In texas yeah was that texas yeah Yeah. she won i think i don't think she did i i I I thought she she did i thought where she was trying to claim that the unborn fetus was a second person so she could drive in the carpool which i thought was brilliant i can't imagine she won that I thought she did. Somebody told me she did, I but it we'll, went to we'll appeal, check on it. So I don't know. Okay, yeah, well, everything we'll goes to appeal. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, no surprise. I think where the people at this table are sitting on terms of this proposition. Yeah. So again, endorsed by the Democratic Party, the League of Women Voters. It's opposed by the GOP. So I'm you're saying shocked. It, I tell uh, you, opposed again. You're saying if this passes, it'll uh, constitutionally it'll amend the Constitution of the State of California, but that legislators could go back later. Well, I mean, I guess they could amend it again. They, no, to they, amend the Constitution. We need it to pass the legislative bodies and then the proposition. Well, I mean, Correct. they could bring it up on the other it, end. It makes it, it, right. it, it makes, a vote, makes yeah. it far harder for yeah. them yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. And considering where the legislature of California tends to be, so right, but don't yeah. count well, anything exactly. any, anymore. Yeah. 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 
Okay, so there you go. Those are the propositions. And again, if you want to vote early, you can do so. You probably have already gotten your ballot in the mail. Hopefully, if you haven't, make sure you go to that website I said before, sos.ca.gov, and find out where your ballot is. You can fill out your ballot. You can drop it off. Chris, what, did you say there's 30 somewhere? So I counted 37 Dropbox locations in Fresno, so they are everywhere. We will post this on our uh, Facebook page and Instagram um, after the show so you can get it. But there, it's easily accessible all over town and you can vote early um <laughs> and uh, make and sure you can vote in your underwear that counts you can sit at home and no 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 you can fill out your ballot in your underwear oh yeah don't go to the dropbox in your underwear <laughs> <laughs> edit <laughs> oh god what am i going to be responsible for now no no, no. some lively action Nobody news footage that's it's what fine. i'm going to be fine. responsible okay. for okay. <laughs> Great. Okay, so I think, um, so of course, this this election's coming up, and some of us have been paying a lot of attention, but a lot of people uh, are a little surprised to get a ballot in the mail, and Chris and I went to River Park a couple weeks ago, and we were talking to people at the farmer's market about the upcoming election, and we have a pre-recorded little segment to play for you about that. So are we good to go, Dennis? We're good. Here we go. So question number one. Are you planning on voting in the upcoming midterm elections? Why or why not? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to be a good citizen, that's why. Uh, no, I am not currently. I've just not really been interested in, I guess, doing the research on behind of, you know, who's coming up and what's going on, really. No. Um, you know, I don't think I just vote. I haven't voted for quite a long time now. I wasn't planning on voting, no. Okay. Um, to be honest, I just, I don't really pay that much attention to politics. Yeah, ditto. Probably. Okay. Because I usually do. Yes, it's civil duty. Yes, because I, I'm conservative and I want the conservative party to stay in power. Yes, as long as I am still home, so. Of course, I have to do my duty in voting and uh, making sure that the policy that correlates with my views, I'm honoring that for myself. And I am not one to sit on the sidelines and complain about what's happening in our community if I'm not voting. Um, yeah, I kind of gave up hope. You gave up hope? I gave up hope. How yeah. come? You know, just growing up and seeing that, you know, the vote doesn't really work. Oh, yeah, definitely I do. Mainly because I've seen that Biden is, like, talking to himself, and that's just not what I want my future president to be doing. Like, there's many proof of it, like, on the Internet. I I've seen at least. What about my question? Would you like to answer that? Of course. <laughs> so, are you planning on voting in the midterm election? Absolutely. Okay, and why? Well, first of all, Biden is not on the ballot, so that's really a mute uh, response. <laughs> but Congress uh, but, but Congress is, and I'm definitely going to be, uh, in this case, I'm going to be voting mostly Democrat due to the fact that uh, a lot of the women's issues are, have come up to play now with the Roe versus Wade. I don't like some of these non-election deniers of just it's getting out of control. Uh, all this Trump and MAGA, now they call it the ultra-MAGA. That's got to stop. I mean, this is just, a, it, it literally, it is a direct threat to our democracy. And if we don't catch it in the midterm and, or the next 2024, we will not have a democracy. What issues are important to you? I think that the economy is horrible with every, the prices of everything going up. It's just hard for people to live. Especially gas. Yeah, gas is high, food is high. I have an issue with the uh, Proposition 26, 27. I feel that I, I'm vote, no one votes. 
Probably the one that I'm not the biggest fan of is because I'm a recent homeowner and I already graduated from Fresno State. I'm not looking forward to having to pay additional taxes for them to fund athletic programs when athletics already get so much. Abortion is a, an important issue. I'm pro-life. That's kind of a deal-breaker issue for me. Abortion, you know, I know that that's a big one for me. Um, how do you decide which way to vote? Obviously, a lot of reading. So I'm always looking at different articles. So not only, you know, from televised, like, you know, CNN, Fox, locally, Fresno Bee, even through social media, although that could be a little bit iffy. Yeah. So I'm always looking at other resources. My parents, the other part is, no, I guess that's, yeah, just that. Just personal preference after kind of researching and, you know, looking into the different ones, whatever I feel is best. Whatever catches my attention. I should probably do more research before I do that. Mainly on who has the better counterintuitive argument, you know, more supporting the people rather than raising the taxes on the poor. You know, that's what I'm for. Uh, just where I feel is right for my family. You know, what's going to bring the best out of my family and, and the country. Do you guys feel the country is headed in the right, the wrong direction? Uh, right now, I feel it's going in a bad direction. Just some of these policies that Biden is bringing into effect, I'm not very okay with. Not, not in a good direction, you know, but uh, no, I, I just feel that there's a lot of things that we could do differently, you know, whether it be with our people and just how everything's been going, you know, with the economy. Kind of depends on the person, honestly. Um, I think there's a lot of things we could do to improve it, but there are a lot of people who think it's good the way it is. And what about you? I think there's a lot of improvement that can be made. I think the world needs a lot of help, okay. not just this country. I guess certain issues, maybe, uh, and other issues, no. It's split down the middle. I mean, I think that like every should everybody should be very like still like quite accepting of each other. But I also think that we should also be sticking to our roots, other than not accepting people too. So sort of a mix of of, of the middle in a way, because it seems very. Uh, extreme one or the others. That's, a, that's just a question mark. I honestly don't know how to answer that. I can't predict the future, but with, with what we're deciding is a freedom is, is completely changing from what we raised the Constitution from. They're wrong right now. Okay. What do we do to fix that? Um, get more conservatives in power. Go in a better direction. But is our country going in the right direction? I think it is. Um, I think we're finally over the hump of the pandemic. Economy, yeah, you know, but, you know, inflation is everywhere. Not just in America, it's in China, it's in Spain. In my business, I deal with business all over the world, and they're, they're encountering the same problem. We got other countries that got $10 a gas. Spain, $7 a gas. But those kind of issues, you know, we're, Biden's doing a good thing. His infrastructure bill was great. It's going to lower a lot of things. Uh, now that he's helping up other states, you know, uh, with their, with his, especially with his hurricanes, I mean, he's out there, you know, taking care of business immediately, not not favoring, not not helping Florida because he's got a personal issue with them, like the Trump administration. But yes, we're, we're going in the right direction. It is a long way ahead of us, but if we continue to vote for our democracy and women's rights, we can't go wrong. All right. So that was interesting. I think, uh, you know, you'll never hear me say uh, half of the American public are, are not stupid. I, I'm just sorry, but... 
there were other people that we talked to that wouldn't talk to us simply because uh, it was interesting because we oh, said we're going to one guy we'd, we'd yeah. like to have a talk with you uh, just a couple of questions Four and then questions. as soon as we said political they were like we're out of here the guy was like oh you wouldn't like our answers and we're like actually we want answers from all sides he's like no you wouldn't like our answers and i had to be like well okay i'm curious what about me makes you think i wouldn't like you who's doing the judging right now yeah we that didn't say you, we were on a clear radio show or anything no no it was interesting um something that uh just at the end there they were talking about gas prices and uh matthew was telling me that he went through kern county earlier today and gas is two dollars more a gallon in kern county than it is in fresno county and that was real interesting it's just we were just in la and it was 750 something like that yeah in a lot of places that's it's really rough it is. It is. Um, I like the kid who was like, gas. <laughs> I was like, somebody told you you couldn't go where you wanted <laughs> to go because gas. Was- we can't go to Disneyland because <laughs> no, gas, gas is too high. it's all about the gas. Can I ask, Will, a quick question before yeah. we go? So this uh, thing that Gavin Newsom signed about being able to, to uh, sue gun manufacturers for violence, do you have a take on that? Just throw them in the hot seat. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, you know... I, it seems odd that you couldn't because, you know, in the United States, you can pretty much sue anybody for anything. Right. And so, you know, it seems odd that you wouldn't, you know, let the justice. Well, for years, you couldn't sue tobacco companies because of cancer. And now that's starting to go the other way. True. But, you know, I, so, mean, I mean, this was brilliant on his part, I thought, because of when they were saying we're going to sue people who aid people to get abortions. Um, he's using the same tactic to say, OK, well, then we can sue gun manufacturers and, and hoping that other Democratic governors and, and people around the country will start these kind of things. So I just thought that yeah, was interesting no, I, way I think, to do I it. I think it's great to be able to do it. I, 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 we'll see what happens with those lawsuits, you know, in yeah, terms of yeah. they might all get thrown out, you know, right. but, but being able to, it, it certainly seems reasonable to be able to sue somebody right. for it. Okay. A lot of that stuff is there just to set precedence, which is right, always exactly. a good thing, too. I yeah. get people talking. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, our conversation with the public, a lot of people had, didn't know that there was an election coming, and that was, you know, fine. Yeah, they because literally it was, didn't know, and we're, was we were a month out. We were exactly a month out. Yeah. I think at this point, though, most people, it's it's a lot more on your radar, especially because of all the political ads. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know how you can get mail out of your mailbox and not I know. know there's an oh, election. That was what I was thinking. I'm like, is your TV ever on? It's com- it's political literally. ads nonstop. We watch one thing on television. We watch Jeopardy. That's what kind of nerd I am, and we watch it, and that's it and there's so many political ads and uh yeah that's yeah i can't i can't wait till that's over but because i can't believe any political ad that's on tv at all because that's why you have to do your own research because they're all skewed and they're all uh funded by various groups that aren't necessarily in it for your the better of humanity that's for sure so speaking of the election let's talk real quick about what's at stake at this election on the national level and there's a couple of states that are hotly contested in terms of their legislator of course we all know about what's going on in georgia and uh, texas is kind of interesting i think o'rourke it doesn't have a shoe in obviously but i think he's has a better chance than he's ever had before and wouldn't that be a kick in the pants to have a texas turn purpley blue oh that would be a miracle but i this is the senate and the house is really what's up uh for grabs and the senate is in georgia Raphael warnock versus herschel i don't know where i am walker um <laughs> I'm sorry, but come on. Uh, Pennsyl- You're not sorry. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sorry, actually. I have more. Uh, Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz, which you could go on an hour Wait. about. Yeah. There you go. Definitely. Definitely this is for Dr. Oz. Um, and then he's up against Pat Toomey. Ohio, Tim Ryan is up against Rob Portman. 
North Carolina, um, Trump-backed Ted Budd is facing Democrat Sherry Beasley. Uh, Wisconsin, GOP Ron Johnson is on the ticket against Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes. Nevada incumbent Catherine Cortez Masto is squaring off against Republican challenger Adam Laxalt. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Arizona Mark Kelly uh, is facing Trump-endorsed venture capitalist Blake Masters. And in New Hampshire, Maggie Hassan, or Hassan, a Democrat, is up against retired Army Brigadier General uh, Don Bolduc, a Republican. All of these matter because uh, the Senate right now is 50-50. And if they get an advantage in the Senate because a lot of people think they'll take the House, which, hoping not, right. uh, it makes a huge difference to the rights we have in this country. Yeah, yeah. A lot of long-term things can yeah, happen because of it. Um, speaking of long-term stuff, uh, the Supreme Court is hearing a whole slew of cases that uh, are, are uh, potentially even more catastrophic than Roe v. Wade. And, yes, I did say that. That is that is a thing that's happening. It's, it's a, a And big so what we need to remember threat. is that elections have consequences and Mm -hmm. when so many people were like oh yeah let's get trump in there a lot of us were saying you don't need to worry about trump you need to worry about who he's going to put on uh uh as judges around the country and the supreme court and he did just that um and that's when rights started to change so what i urge people to do is i know we're in california and california's safe and cozy at least for now and we all feel like we know. I, I talk to people all the time who say, I don't need to vote in California because it doesn't matter. I, I think it matters all the time. But what you need to do is if you have relatives or friends in these other states that are voting for Republicans, you need to talk to them. You need to have a conversation uh, because nobody wants to do that anymore. Um, tell them what these people stand for. And it's pretty easy. These A lot of these people like Herschel, I didn't even know I was in the room, Walker. He's an idiot. He's just an idiot. And he could have... His being him being elected could change the way the Senate votes. The the platform is is not hidden. You can go right. on the websites of these people and see what they stand for. And I remember at one point asking a, a family member who said, "Oh, I always vote Republican." And I was like, "Okay, fine, fine, fine. Let me list you some stuff. Let me just read this website to you. Do you agree with all those things?" And she goes, "No, I don't agree with half of those things." I said, "Well, that's the platform for the Republican Party, and you just said that you vote without thinking about it for the Republicans." Yeah, and this goes do back to do the same for the Democrats. Right, Look at of their course. platforms, of course. But you can't just base it on the person they're voting for. You're voting for a party, and if the party platform is toxic then maybe don't do that and the bigger worry for me is the election denying i mean right. we've yes. had this last election was one of the cleanest elections we've had exactly period and yet so many people now distrust the system and that's the one thing that really worries me is you know anything that you're doing to disenfranchise voters or to pre- convince people that the, the election's fixed and it's, it really isn't and people need to pay more attention to that. And that old adage, if, if you repeat something long enough, people will believe it. It's been totally proven over the last three or four years because so th- this is all BS and people are believing it. This gets into the segment of good news, bad news. All my bad news is related to this. So can I say my bad news? Yeah, I have all my good news and bad news is related to this. Okay. So. My bad news um, actually has to do with the Supreme Court and uh, the, the cases that they're going to be hearing. Moore v. Harper threatens to fundamentally rewrite the rules governing federal elections, potentially giving state legislators, some of which are highly gerrymandered, uh, nearly limitless power to skew those elections. Merrill v. Mulligan would usher in a new era of racial gerrymandering where states have more freedom to undercut black and brown political power than they've had since the Voting Rights Act was signed. And uh, this is this is where the, the court has been doing. It's been doing that 
and they're going to continue doing that. There's a lot of other uh, court cases on the docket this time around, so something definitely to pay attention to, but it's it's scary. I guess my bad news is scary news. Yes, thank you, Dennis. It is scary. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. So, um, well, I actually have more good news than bad news, which is oh. totally amazing for me, so... Yay. Um, I'll get to that band. Don't worry. Okay. So Georgia, Georgia voters continued. This is good. Continued to hit record breaking turnout on day three of early voting. As of Thursday morning, yesterday, just under 400,000 Georgia voters have cast their ballot doing in-person early voting with 126,918 showing up on Wednesday. Wednesday's total marks a 63.3% increase from day three of 2018 midterm early voting and is only slightly under the total of day three of early voting in 2020. Georgia has had record early voting turnout since the first day of early voting this year. Yesterday's total continues to surpass the previous midterm early voting. So, you know, we always talk about voting, 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 but Georgia is really killing it with the voting. Yeah. Which is going to turn the tide, hopefully, in Georgia, where, well, well, you know, um, where Stacey Abrams is up against, what's his name? I can't remember his I, name. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Calling a blank. <laughs> but she's really worked hard to try to make sure that we get the vote out and, and make sure that it's available to, to everybody in Georgia. And she's done what you talked about earlier, and I don't know if we were on the air when you did it, but it, but it was, you know, getting more, going house to house to get more people registered to vote. Oh, uh, yeah. You right. know, getting them committed. Plus, she's a huge sci-fi nerd, so gotta love her. All right. It's... <laughs> I mean, I love sci-fi too, but off topic. Okay. Um, so do you, do you have another good news or bad news? Um, I do. Okay. Student loan, this is my good news. Student loan debt relief, uh, the portal is now open and accepting applications. So you can go to studentaid.gov. And uh, even if you don't think that your debt is, is eligible, fill it out and let them deny you. And then you'll know. And uh, it, it's important to know that if you can get, if you've gotten divorced, your loans can be separated. So if you think, oh, I had this loan, but it was, you know, tied up and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it wasn't a dis- um, dis- delineated asset. I'm not sure if I'm using the right phrase. Anyways, but definitely go and check it out. So the studentaid.gov. Uh, and just yesterday, Amy Comey Barrett rejected a, a appeal to uh, stop the uh, student loan debt relief. So that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yep, they're fighting it, but get in, get in while it's there. That's that's my that's and my good. So, Lindsay, how does my butt look in these jeans, Graham? Good God. Um, <laughs> well, it, I, I I I wrote this, and then after I wrote it, I saw that he's now appealing to the Supreme Court because he's gone through judge after judge and court after court to not have to testify in Georgia again about the election, uh, the scam to overturn the election. Um, I read today's Supreme Court. Is at least he's at least approaching the Supreme Court, but every court, well, actually, that's not true. Not every court has rejected his his plea. Uh, some said that he didn't have to testify, and then that he did, that it didn't. So I really would like him to testify because Lindsay, take me to the disco. Graham is uh, really, really on my last freaking nerve. It'd be fine if he got held in contempt and had to go sit in a jail cell and then couldn't run his mouth on the news. That would work for me. That too. would work too. Yeah, because yeah, okay. Lindsay, look for me at Folsom Street oh Fair. My Graham God. is. Uh, you know, really needs to go out the door. And I have um, I, I have a good news. Okay. Let's uh, the VA expanded survivor benefits for same-sex spouses. Same-sex spouses, same-sex spouses who were in long-term relationships with a veteran but were not legally able to marry before 2015 may now qualify for survivor benefits. That's very cool. That's, and, uh, that's great. 
I have one more quick bad news. This okay. <laughs> Carrie, I used to like Gay's Lake in Arizona, who might become, uh, is she becoming the governor? She's running for governor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This woman, this is an example. She looks great on TV. I will say this. She has a really good look. Um, she's polished. But she's just a couple of days ago on TV said uh, that she still... Uh, she would not admit that the election was fair and uh, unbiased. Um, so, uh, Carrie, I'm a two-faced, lying, hypocritical, hypocritical bigot lake. We need to take her down. So if you know anybody in Arizona, please talk to them. Yes. Thank you, Dennis. I got more names if you, if oh, you want. Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Could be a recurring segment, I'm just saying. I have a good news that's not at all political. Can I share that? Sure. Halloween is coming. Halloween. <laughs> I took the day off. And people at work are like, why'd you take the day off? I said, because I'm gay and it's Halloween. <laughs> oh, you like Halloween that much? I said, yeah, I don't like the kid part of it. I don't really want to deal, well, deal with them, but I just like Halloween. My good news is my kid. My daughter, Ella. Hi, Ella, who's listening. She is dressing up as Naomi Wildman, who is is a side character from Star Trek Voyager. It's very cute. The costume has been made. We're going to use the... Which side character is this It's on? a little girl. It's a, it's oh, a captain's okay. assistant. Okay. She's adorable. She's like half alien. She's got little like ridges oh, on yeah, her yeah, forehead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, the, the whole little outfit has been made. We're figuring out right now how to give her forehead riches. Well, I'll save some candy for Ella if she okay. wants to stop by. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, we got just a minute or so and uh, you to have a go quote? here. I have a quote. Um, do your quote first, please. Okay. I will do my quote. My quote is, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed it ourselves. Abraham Lincoln. Okay, and I had I was going to share one of my own quotes, but I heard one today on the car on the way over here that I have to share. The only reason to be involved in public life is can you make life better for other people? And that's our President Joe Biden saying that. There you go. Okay, so remember, you can stream this show at kfcf.org. You can find us on Facebook. You can email us at itsaqueerthing at gmail.com. And you can listen to this episode in your podcast players, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, etc., etc. All the fun places we release the episode a week after it goes live on the air and then tune in next month on the third friday at five o'clock and we will be here to talk to you about other stuff and remember it's a queer thang t-h-a-n-g thank you so much thank for you listening